Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Today, we're covering our controversial skincare opinions and laying out how to refresh your routine for spring. Plus, a Bieber is breaking into beauty, Rodan and Fields' major payout, and a slew of new celebrity beauty ambassadors. Welcome, Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Sarah. Before we get into this controversial skincare opinions, have you heard the new Jack Harlow song? No, I don't listen to Jack Harlow. Okay, I think Tinks put it best. She was like, remember when everyone was freaking out in 2012 because it was like the end of the Mayan calendar and we all thought like everything was going to go to hell in a handbasket? That's how last night felt knowing that this Jack Harlow song was coming out because it's been trending on TikTok. Like as a sound? Yes. And he posted it, I think, on Grammy Sunday. And it samples Fergie's Glamorous, which honestly... Yep. That should be our theme song for Los Angeles, honestly. Truly. Flying first class up in the sky. Champagne. Living my life. Fast lane. I won't change for the glamorous or the flossy flossy. You know what I'm saying? Tattoo it on our lower back. And that rap by Luda. Talking champagne witches. (laughs) Caviar drink. She needs to like come back and perform that, the two of them. Honestly, when we make enough money, Luda and Fergie performing at our Los Angeles party. Like, you know, when Too Faced was acquired for like a billion dollars or something insane. And then they spent it all on the party. (laughs) Yeah, they they had that insane party at Oprah's lot in Hollywood. Like, that's going to be us. But it's going to be like outside somewhere in a free lot. And we're just going to be like, we spent all the money on Fergie and Ludacris to sing this one song one time. Yeah, we can't afford the whole thing. It's probably just one verse. <laughs> she sings one verse and he sings <laughs> half of his rap. And we're in the background, like, hands waving. And then we'll find a financial advisor <laughs> to better advise us on our choices. So anyways, the moral of the story is the song is incredible. I can't wait to listen to it now. He says this line, you don't need Givenchy, you need Jesus. Make it merch. That sounds like a Kirbyism. Make it merch, Jack. I'm a Jack Harlow stan. He has me in his chokehold. I can't get away from this man. I really like him. I really like him. He's a child, but I like him. <laughs> Let's get him on the podcast. Okay, the fact that we say like they're a child, like that's starting to become problematic no not problematic just more and more common because we're getting older and everyone in the industry just keeps getting younger that is true that is true it's fine we're wise and because we are wise we've got some opinions (laughs) love the segue love it we have controversial skincare opinions if you're not active on twitter twitter is so great it's also terrible but it's also great and tiara willis who is the account makeup for women of color. I think she's by far and away the most influential skincare person on Twitter, like ever. Oh, great. 
she says stuff and it just turns to gold. It's crazy. So she was like, okay, there's this whole trend right now on Twitter that's like, we're canceling people for their blank opinions. So like food opinions, fashion opinions. She was like, okay, share your controversial skincare opinions. And I find this topic so fascinating because I don't know, I like to see inside of the mind of the people that like are completely not involved in the beauty industry at all. Oh, totally. You know, so I posted this on Instagram. There were some extremely controversial opinions. I was reading. It was so juicy. It was really juicy. Some of them included like Alison McNamara of Mara Beauty said she does not like hyaluronic acid, which I kind of like LOL'd about because I mean, she makes oils for a living. So like, you know, it feels very on brand for her. Totally. (laughs) And everyone's like, wait, why? Like explain yourself. And I love that she just like commented and left. She's like, no, you don't get an explanation. You're just, we're moving along. She should just like drop a link to buy an oil. Yeah. She's like, just buy the oil. My controversial opinion is that niacinamide is about to be the most overused ingredient in skincare, and it's going to cause a lot more damage than good. Like people are overusing a good thing. And similar to the chemical exfoliant boom of like the last three to four years, I mean, chemical exfoliants are great. I freaking love them, but they shouldn't be in everything and you should not be using them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel very strongly about this with niacinamide. Yeah, it seems like it's in everything, like literally everything, like a face wash. Yes. Like entire brands are devoting their line to incorporating niacinamide. And, you know, we did a glossary episode of niacinamide. If you haven't listened to it, we'll link it in the show notes. But, you know, it's like a nice barrier strengthening ingredient and typically plays well with other ingredients, which is why it's incorporated in so many things. But I do think For instance, Mariah Leonard, I don't know if you follow her. I think she's incredible. She makes amazing, beautiful content, has extremely sensitive skin. Like she's always terrified to try a new coverage product or SPF because she breaks out. And like niacinamide, I remember she posted like niacinamide makes my skin so red. Like I just cannot use it. And I don't know, according to the comments, they're like, oh my God, you're so right. I feel like it's nonstop niacinamide mania and I can't get away with it. And then I have it in products that I don't even know what's in and it's yeah. the whole thing, you know, totally it's overuse. No, no, I, I love that. What's your controversial opinion? I feel like this question is super subjective, right? Totally, totally. So like for me, like I don't believe in washing your face in the morning. Like I like to use like a cellar water sometimes but like our upcoming guest Jordan Samuel said like splashing your face with water sometimes is fine but also if you have oily skin like sometimes you need to wash your face but for me I don't believe in washing your face in the morning this is like controversial but not because everyone knows it now I am very much like less is more like two three-step uh, skincare routine no more than that sometimes just one even at night And then one that's like very much at the top of my head because I've been like working on this Earth Month package for refinery, which Kirby, obviously you agree with me and I think a lot of our listeners do, but I still think that there are so many people out there who are trying to shop more sustainably or they like want to, you know, really commit to a clean quote unquote beauty routine and they just look at the ingredients and because the packaging says natural, because it says organic, because it says plant-based, they think it's better. And I'm not even saying like 
we all know that like that's not true formulation wise natural ingredients do not equate to being better for you or your skin or safer but i think like the sustainability conversation of it all so many of these brands are sourcing ingredients that are natural that are just completely depleting our planet and our environment and actually it is way more harmful than like the ingredients that are sourced in a lab or have chemicals in it <laughs> god forbid god forbid and so i think that is something that like really i'm hoping through this package people like finally understand or just like everyone needs to pay a lot closer attention to like the ingredient labels and ask these brands like okay sure this is like great and natural but like where are you getting these ingredients from and like what are the farming practices how are you leaving the soil after you're harvesting these ingredients? So yeah, I mean, we are always skeptical about clean and green on this podcast, but that for sure for me is like one that really, I just see a lot of people talking on Twitter and Instagram and a lot of those like clean and green beauty influencers who are making these claims. And I just want to be like, no, no. I wish you would. I'd love to see a Sarah Tan pop off in a comment section. <laughs> That would never happen, but you know. I know. I would love to see it. Maybe, maybe it'll really, really tick me off and I'll get banned like Kanye. <laughs> Actually, two more, just real quick. Someone commented and said, I think makeup wipes are okay. While I don't think they're the best for the planet, you know what I'm saying? No, totally. I wouldn't say I want them to be like your sole source of skincare, but like time and place, you're on a plane, you're camping. I mean, honestly, Sarah, even just you have them there, you wash your effing face and then you use a makeup wipe after and then you go in with your serums or whatever. I'm honestly okay with that. Especially if you're wearing like a lot of makeup and you just can't get it off with, you know, a double cleanse and you just want to make sure everything is gone. Yeah. And like, I feel like for me, I love the simple skincare makeup wipes. And if they can get, you know, everything off of my hairline and off of my lash line and it's not going to dry out my skin. You know what? I'm not here to tell you that you can't use makeup wipes. I would hate for you just to leave them by your bed and that's all you're using to clean your face at night and then you're just going to sleep. But like it's called a skincare routine for a reason. There are other things you can add on. Also, I love a cotton pad and I love like a Q-tip. I love a Q-tip. Remember last object? Yep. So I really tried to stay a stickler with last object, which creates these like, you know, reusable Q-tips and whatever. I couldn't keep on with the Q-tip. I couldn't. I really lasted a long time, but now the Q-tips are back for me. I love my Q-tips, but I will say, I feel like I've stuck with the reusable cotton ones. I've actually st stuck with it. I'm proud of you. Being a parent is like, you are just so much more aware of all the waste that you contribute to this planet, which is like really hard for Matt and me, but like, Babies are so gross. <laughs> I mean, obviously the diapers. Like, I remember I, like, thought about using, like... Reusable diapers? Oh, my God. And then, like, she came and I was like, uh, absolutely not. But also, like, you have to think about the laundry that you're doing and the water that you're using to, like, wash those. That's a whole other conversation that you could argue that you're wasting water. And then, obviously, the wipes and Q-tips. Like, I gotta clean your ears and shit. All of that. There's, like, so much. But... <laughs> What I have come to the conclusion is that, you know, 
We can all make these little steps and that is helping to contribute. So you making the change to reusable pads is great. And that is something that I really need to commit to for at least myself, not even, you know, for Zoe or whatever, because it all matters. It all matters. We don't have to be completely zero waste or nothing. You know, these little, little changes can really help. Baby steps, baby steps. Okay. Loved that. I want to know the Glam Julino thoughts. What are your controversial skincare opinions? Someone put SPF and I was just like, don't start. Don't start. Yeah. If you obviously don't like listen to the podcast, if you are one of the 7% that voted on our Instagram story that said you didn't wear sunscreen today. Don't start with me today, Martha. Don't. Yeah. I'm going to look and see who voted. You better DM us and say it was accidental and your finger slipped. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So spring has sprung. I mean, in LA, it feels like summer. It's freaking summer. I took Ollie on a walk this morning and I felt like I was at Coachella in the desert. The sun beating down on my back and I ha- I forgot to put sunscreen on my back and so I scurried back home because I was like, oh my God. Scurried back home. Scurried back home with Ollie. <laughs> Spring has sprung even though it feels like summer in some places and winter in other places. It's raining in New York this week. Yeah, but we felt it was a good time to talk about a spring routine refresh presented by our friends at Ulta Beauty. So we are on the like no buy April train. If you listen to our last news episode, we told you no wipes for the month because we're trying to limit our beauty acquisitions. But we do think there are some things that you can do in terms of your own beauty stash to make it like a little bit more sexy and also like just make you feel better, like kind of like a little makeover. It's like a spring equinox. Let's all just like hit reset, refresh ourselves. I feel like, you know, winter can be hard on the mind and the bod. So this is our time to like change. Yeah. Change, unleash ourselves, get out of the habits, start fresh. Exactly. So let's walk through a week, what you can do. We're going to make some informational graphics for our Instagram. So you can try to maybe make this a challenge. Yeah. Spring refresh challenge. I like that. I think this is a good challenge. I would love all our Glam Gelinos to take part of and Kirby and myself too. We are going to make an honest effort to participate as well. Okay. So Monday, you purge your beauty closet or your beauty stash. There are a few ways you can do this. Well, first of all, you want to make sure anything that's expired is going bye-bye, especially when it comes to skincare. I know a lot of brands are starting to print the expiration date on their packaging. It feels like that should have been happening. Like, why is it so hard to find it? Because honestly, like I was going to say, one of the first bullet points here for purging your beauty stash is to check the batch code. Well, there's not like a lot of websites that I would truly trust, to be quite frank, to look this up. Like, If you look checking your beauty products batch code, there are some websites, but honestly, like they don't have like every single brand available. No, it's like really impossible. No, it's very hard. And I know like there was that one website like checkcosmetics.net that went viral on TikTok, but like I literally went and tried to look up this new Urban Decay All Nighter spray, the one that with vitamin C and cactus flower water, which by the way, I think I actually like this one better than the original. 
I'm really excited to try it because like, I don't know about the claims about the vitamin C, but like just the citrus set. I like want the citrus set. Don't care about the vitamin C, but I feel like the cactus flower water is like the real gem here. So if you look at it, like it has the little jar that's open and it says six months. So from the time you start using it, it's okay for six months. You look at it and then there is a lot code. Yeah. Like sometimes it's stamped on top of yes. like other words. So then yes. you really just can't like, I'm like, I'm looking at my Ilya blush stick and I'm like, it's like an eye reading test. I'm like, that looks like a four. Yes. I'm like, is that a W? And so I went to check cosmetics.net to see if it would pull up. And while Urban Decay is on there, it's like, sorry, lock code not found. And like, this is like a brand new product. So I'm wondering like, okay, maybe it takes some time. I don't know. Then I was like, okay, well, let me check this Kosas cloud set. And Kosas is not even a brand on this website. All that to say, it's very difficult to find the effing like batches and see if, you know, how long ago they were produced and all that stuff. So my recommendation is when you buy a new product, keep a Sharpie in your bathroom. And Genius. on the bottle, even though it might not be sexy, you can put it at the bottom. You know, you might have to get real tiny with it, but like write the date that you started using the product. So that way, if it says six months, you can look at the bottom of your Urban Decay All Nighter Spray and be like, okay, it's November now. This is expired. It's time to go bye-bye. And that way you're A, like kind of keeping yourself accountable too of like, oh, it's been three months. I have six months until this expires. I've only used a quarter of it. Like I want to get through it. You know what I mean? No, totally. Yeah. That's really, really smart. I need to do that. Okay. What's next? Okay. So we're calling this your Tuesday challenge. Next, after you have purged your beauty closet, let's try to recycle your empties. So this is going to be really difficult because as I'm sure we all know, there is a lot of beauty packaging that just can't be recycled. Like a lot of like, especially like the aerosol cans, but we're going to provide some links for you so that you can really look at these bottles and see like, how can I dispose of this? The ones that are empty that are not, I think like aerosol cans, you can take to, you know, a beauty cycle, which is at Nordstrom and Nordstrom racks now where you can just like drop off all your empties. They make it super easy. And then if they are hard to recycle and you can't drop them off anywhere for curbside, or you can't, you know, recycle it in your recycling bin, Kirby and I've talked about pack collective before. So we had Victor Cassell, who is one of the founders of pack collective on the podcast last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Crazy. And so what they do is they take your hard to recycle beauty packaging and products and they like sort of divert them from the landfill and find a new life or like way to recycle them. They downcycle it into asphalt or they mechanically recycle it into another product. They're just like trying to help reduce the industry's carbon footprint because so much of the packaging is destroying the planet. It's very sad. Okay, why am I, when I think of something being like destroyed into asphalt? Does it make you think of like Brave Little Toaster? No, but honestly, that's giving me like trauma. Wow, trauma response. Do not bring up that movie, Sarah. What the fuck? That's so morbid. I was thinking. Sorry. uh, (laughs) Because it's like scary. Like, 
Like it's their life and they're about to be destroyed. Okay. Anyways, I can't even, don't Sorry. get me started on inanimate objects and shit because I'll just start going into like a Toy Story tailspin. I was actually thinking about, <laughs> I don't know why I think this is so funny. So like if you're walking in front of an Ulta, there's like a compact, a lipstick case, uh, you know. That's like, not that's genius if we are ever able to get to that point. Yeah, truly. So you can like kind of see everything and it's like, you know, a part of the aesthetic. I don't know. Like how they have it for like food, like your containers. Yes. Yeah. No, that would be really great. Maybe that's what's something you can pitch to Pack Collective and Victor. Perhaps, perhaps. Oh, also, I wanted to add if it's like a glass bottle and there's like, you know, there's other ways to be able to reuse these bottles, obviously. Plant a succulent in one of your, you know, candles that you have already burned. Yes. Use it as a lipstick holder. Yep. One hundo. One hundo percent. Also, we are going to link our past episode where we talk about recycling. I felt like people thought that was really helpful. Yes. Last year where we kind of like broke down what was what. Maybe it's a little outdated, but certainly can be helpful. Okay. My personal favorite, because I've become a person that does this literally every single time I use my brushes now. Clean your brushes in your vanity. Friends, it's time to come to terms with the fact that you need to be wiping down your vanity once a week. It's, oh my God, at minimum. It's disgusting. It's like, you know, being a chef, like you need a clean station. Like it is just hygienic. Like, yes, you need to clean your bathroom. For me, it's like my dresser. Yep. It gets like nasty. For me, it's my desk and my bathroom sink. Pull out the Dawn Power Wash and get going. <laughs> Cleaning my brushes, I know it's a pain in the butt, y'all, but there's something really therapeutic about doing it. Mm -hmm. Like seeing the like blush and foundation just like drip off. Yep. And legit every single time I use my brushes now, I clean them. And I feel like it makes my makeup go on better because it's not compacted with like eight pounds of concealer and blush and whatever else. So do you have a favorite brush cleaner, Sarah? I do. I have talked about it before. It is the Cinema Secrets one. Yep. Same. Cinema Secrets is by far and away, I think, the most superior. I know some people love Parian Spirit as well. You can get it at like the professional beauty supply stores like Namie's or Nigel's if you're LA based, but... Cinema Secrets is now available like anywhere at this point. Like it's become more mainstream. It's so good. It's a very, very good brush cleaner. So I just take a cup that I have in my bathroom at all times and fill it up with warm water, you know, not too high, but maybe like an inch of water. And then I have a little small bowl that I like will put some peels in and stuff from time to time. And I fill the little peels bowl with the Cinema Secrets. I take my brush, dab it in for like two or three seconds, kind of swirl it around. And then I dip it in the hot water and then I rinse it underneath the faucet. And then I take, I have paper towels. You can use a regular towel, whatever. You can dab it on there to get any excess off. And then the preferred way to dry your makeup brushes is actually upside down so that the water doesn't loosen the barrel that keeps the brush hair connected to the actual handle. Mm -hmm. But that's like really hard. Mm -hmm. So just try to make sure that they are as dry as possible. Lay them on their side. I know Sigma actually makes a product where you can like hang your brushes upside down. 
I have it. I haven't used it in a while, but when I did, I was like, oh yeah, this is genius. But yeah, you don't have to have that. Just make sure they're as dry as they can possibly be and land them on their side, let them dry overnight, and then you're good to go. Some of them don't like stand up on their own, but like on a towel and then like lean them up against the mirror or something. Also, if you want, you can soak your brushes in that water in the cup first and then put it in the Cinema Secrets and then do the rinse. The world is your oyster. Yeah. And then maybe we all can buy that really cute meal beauty sponge cleaner. Ooh, I mean, it is really cute. It is really cute. Okay, Thursday, in the spirit of spring renewal, spring refresh, we challenge you to try something new. Trying a new treatment, treating yourself to a different colored nail polish that you don't usually, you know, gravitate towards. For me, I'm going to try... Well, I have two things. One is Kirby's been like talking about this amazing self-tanning product from Tan Lux. And like, for me, I've never thought about using a self-tanner because I'm pretty tan naturally and literally, <laughs> literally. But I am going to Hawaii and, you know, obviously we'll be at the beach more often this summer. And I think it could help to like even out my skin tone on my body. So I'm excited to try that. I am so excited that you're trying self-tanner for the first time. That is just making my day. I need a recording of the first spritz. Thank you. I just need to make sure that I like rub evenly. Yes, yes, yes. And wash your hands with soap and water afterwards. Yes, okay. I feel like this refresh for Thursday, anything that you're adverse to that you're like, eh, try it. Like, Maybe you wouldn't go anywhere without filling in your eyebrows. Maybe just try an eyebrow gel and see what happens. You might be like, ooh, this is a softer look. I actually prefer it. Or opposite. I feel like so many people are like, I can't fill my brows in. I look like Groucho Marx. Yes. I challenge you to fill it in just a little bit. Fill it in a tiny bit. You never know what could happen. It could completely change your vibe. Mm -hmm. I love a vibe change. For me, my vibe change, I, I love... I'm obsessed with obviously Pillow Talk and Cradled from About Face, the nude lip liners of my dreams. Mama is going for bright and bold. I'm going to be going pink, red, berry. Yeah, my goal for this month is at least to wear a bright lip every single day. We'll see how it goes. Because I'm inspired by that, I'm going to challenge myself to be more playful and colorful with my eyeshadows. Oh, yeah, especially in Hawaii, you could go like purple, like some, yeah, like very tropical. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Friday, shop your shelf. This is pretty self-explanatory. Find a product that you haven't used in a while. Make sure it's not expired and then incorporate it back into your routine. Remind yourself why you fell in love with it or remind yourself, oh, yeah, there's a reason why I'm not using this product. Let's recycle it. Let's get rid of it. Let's not buy it again. think that's easy. Or like, especially if your product is going to expire soon and you're like, oh, I really like this, but I need to finish it within a month or two months or whatever. Use it on your body. Yep. Hands, legs, chest, neck, breasts, booty. Use it everywhere. Use it everywhere. Okay. And then this one, I mean, I'm like, I love this challenge. <laughs> but it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder. Get yourself a mani, a petty or a facial, we're saying to do this once a month. Now that salons are back open, it's safe to go and treat yourself to these services, like why not? Like it's been a while, 
or maybe it hasn't for some of you. And if that's true, then good for you because I should be taking notes and maybe incorporate the last challenge. Like I said, like if it's something you haven't tried before, a shape for your nail, a color, I mean, for facials, maybe there's something like you've been wanting to try, but you've been afraid or you feel like it's like an investment. We're giving you permission to go do that. To treat yourself. Treat yourself. Also on that note, I know a lot of people listening probably have never had a facial. So I encourage yourself, like, do a little research. Okay, what are your skin issues? What solutions are you trying to find for your skin? Find a facial that kind of caters to those needs. You never know until you try it. And I know a lot of people are antsy because it's like the skin on their face. We should just do a whole episode on like how to like pick a facial. Didn't we? We did one like when we first, like one of our first episodes, I feel like we broke down like different kinds of facials. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, that probably needs a refresh. I've been getting a lot of facials recently and I asked people what their facial questions were and straight up, most people are like, I'm 35, I've never had a facial, what do I look for? And I'm like, this is a really good question. You don't wanna go and be like, oh, I'm dealing with acne and like the facial's all about microcurrent. Totally, totally, yeah. Anyways, that's a whole separate episode, we digress. But that wraps up the spring refresh challenge. We will be posting this on our website and on our Instagram to kind of help you guys. And we would love for the Glamgelinos to let us know, like, are you participating? If you're busting out a Sharpie and writing on your products, I wanna see a reel. I wanna see a 15 second reel of that. Bring me joy. I would say arguably this is the biggest celebrity beauty news in a while outside of maybe like when Kim Kardashian finally announces her new skincare line. That is very true. Like the the people are hype about this. So we talked about Hailey Bieber, obviously, before saying that she was teasing her skincare brand. We didn't know if it was going to be skincare or makeup or what. But the promotion has finally officially started. Glazed skin, here we come. So Road Beauty is officially a thing. It's happening. It's on Instagram. Haley has uh, posted about it. And then she was on the cover of Allure. And our friend of the pod, Darian, um, did the interview. Yes. And it felt very much like a celebrity profile. And there are two tidbits that I thought were really interesting. So Haley consulted Hiram Yarbrough for this line, in addition to like a variety of other people, but also Charlotte Palermino, which I was like, huh, interesting. I mean, to me, this at least shows that she like understands the beauty landscape, Mm -hmm. which I think is good. And I know that like she did a YouTube video with Hiram, like trying out one of his new products. So I can only imagine like he's going to be on her YouTube channel as well. But yeah, I mean, like we've said before, we've both interviewed Haley when she was doing press for Bare Minerals. And I thought she was delightful. She feels like very self-aware. Totally. And very much a beauty girl. And she says in the profile that she like knows that everyone is like so over celebrity beauty brands. But one question I wanted to pose to my friends at Allure is like, okay, yes, Hailey Bieber knows we're sick of celebrity beauty brands, but like what's really making hers that different? You know what I'm saying? Maybe they answered this. 
One of the things they said in the profile was that Haley was like, I would love it if people picked up road and didn't know I was even associated with it. Mm -hmm. I love that. But I feel like that is a number one question every celebrity should be asked. Yeah. What is the point? It's <laughs> like, what sets your products apart than the hundreds of other products on the market? But in your newsletter, Kirby, you said that Rhodes going to focus on the moisture barrier. Yes, that's what it says in the story. Moisture barrier. Um, all products are going to be under $30. I think that's great. Yep. And it's going to launch in June. So TBD. We will be getting road in the near future. So we will be sharing our thoughts as well. I'm curious. I want to see the packaging. You know, I want to see all of it. I'm excited. I have high hopes. Okay. So Rodan and Fields, the settlement was reached for their class action lawsuit. If you weren't aware, Rodan and Fields has this product called Lash Boost, which is actually incredible. It works really, really well. I know this because one time I clamped off my eyelashes <gasps> on one side. Okay. And I know, and I had gotten sent Lash Boost. I tried it and it legit worked. It worked just as well as Latisse, which I had tried in the past. And as we discussed on this podcast, I have naturally long lashes, so I don't need them for growth. I just needed these glass growth serums to fix <laughs> problems I had had <laughs> from user error. And so this made me think this was like, what, I think 2019. I'm like, okay, so then what is the active ingredient that's like making all these like over the counter products actually work just as effectively as like a Latisse, you know, which is a prescription, it's a drug, and you have to get it from a dermatologist or doctor or whatever. And in my findings, what I found out was Lash Boost actually contains a very similar ingredient to Latisse. And it's a drug. It's a drug classification. So the ingredient in Latisse is called bimatoprost. It was in a glaucoma medication. And the side effect was that the lashes grew longer. So they turned it into Latisse. And now it's just strictly for eyelashes or whatever. But there are big side effects that come along with it. And there's disclaimers that they have to provide because it's classified as a drug. And there's oversight from the FDA, like it can turn your iris you know, a different mm -hmm. color, which is not typical, but they have to say it. Mm -hmm. It can turn your eyelash line like a darker color, eyelids darker. Again, not typical, but they have to say it. They have to disclaim any possible side effect that could have popped up during their mm -hmm. research and trials. Okay, so that bimatoprost ingredient, it's called a prostaglandin analog, okay? That makes it a drug classification. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Lash Boost contains a prostaglandin analog. It's not bimatoprost. And I'm not going to say the name out here because I'm going to F it up. Like it's like isopropyl chlora something or another. And it's also prostaglandin analog. So in my head, I'm like, how in the world are they using a drug? Yeah. Well, how and selling it over the counter without any like disclaimer, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because like Tylenol is a drug, right? Like there's like oversight from the FDA, but you don't have to get it prescribed. Right. But it's just like strange when the competing product is prescription based. 100%. So then once I figured this out, I'm like, oh, actually, there's a lawsuit being filed from a bunch of users of Lash Boost going, hey, guess what? Lash Boost didn't tell us about any of these claims. And the ingredient that they're using is very similar to the ingredient that's in Latisse that has all of these side effects. So why isn't the FDA using their oversight to regulate it? And I wrote a story about it for Pop Sugar at the time the class action lawsuit had just been filed. Rodan and Fields said, like, this is a cosmetic product. There's no like truth to these claims, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to 2022, they're settling for $38 million 
And I, I didn't look in to see like what outcome will actually come of this. Like, are they going to start regulating this as now like a drug yeah. or, or not? Or are they going to have to remove that ingredient? Because bottom line, they have other lash strengthening, lash enhancing ingredients like biotin and keratin in Lash Boost. But that prostaglandin analog is the main concern here. So I think it's wild. And the crazy thing, Sarah, there are plenty of other over-the-counter products that include prostaglandin analogs like the one in Lash Boost. So I'm like, how are those brands going to move forward? Like, I'm going to mouth this to you because I don't want to, like, cause any FDA troubles over here. Oh, oh, spicy, huh? Spicy. That is spicy. Interesting. Isopropyl coloprostenate. If you literally Google that ingredient with lashes, you'll see all of the products that it's in. Drama. Wild times. So just be aware if you do use those products and you're like feeling like you have side effects from it, it's a drug. Isopropyl chloroprostenate is a prostaglandin analog. Who knew I would know jack shit about prostaglandin analogs? Look at you, cosmetic chemist. But I actually pitched a story about this to be like, why isn't there regulation here? Because I want to know, like, there has to be a reason, right? Like, why? Yep. But nobody wants to touch it when it comes to legal issues. Legal woes. Nobody wants to get involved in that. So I, I, and I, and I understand, quite frankly. Thank you, Kirby. Thank you for your investigative beauty reporting. I do not need thanks, but it really did make me feel good. No, it's important. So many people buy lash growth serums and they need to be aware. Read more about that in Kirby's newsletter. Okay. It's like our weekly like celeb ambassador, celeb beauty brand, like launch news. So this week we've got two. So Paris Jackson is now the ambassador for KVD Beauty. Yes. And she came out and launched some eyeliners for them. I have to question the image. <laughs> She's a beautiful, beautiful person. But does that look like her to you? I, I honestly thought that was Cameron Diaz with dark hair. I mean, I guess, you know, the product is eyeliner. And so they're trying to make this like dramatic statement. But yeah, I think they could have gone a different way. In my humble opinion, it ages her. Mm -hmm. Like she is like, what, like late teens, early 20s? Yeah. When I first saw this, I thought it was Cameron Diaz, like present yeah. day mm -hmm. with brown hair. So I do question the imagery there, but like, I think the artistry is gorgeous. Right. That's a fun partnership. It is. And I like KVD products. Yep. The eyeliners, especially. The best. Okay. And then our girl, Sydney Sweeney, our girl, is <laughs> the first U.S. brand ambassador for a... Los Angeles fave brand Laneige. Sydney Sweeney, we say our girl because we want you to be our girl. Be our girl. <laughs> be our girl. <laughs> Pure Valentine, Sydney Sweeney. We love you. I met Sydney Sweeney right before I left Pop Sugar. She did a panel for Pop Sugar Playground in New York, and it was right when her appearance on The Handmaid's Tale was happening. And then, literally, the first episode of Euphoria had come out and I was like about to introduce her on stage. And I was like, by the way, I think you're an incredible actress. I think you're like just going to blow up. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, I love Euphoria. And she was like, oh, you watched the first episode because, you know, she like goes yeah. topless. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, girl. I was like, get it. Like, you looked yeah. great. She was like, oh, my God, thank you. I was so nervous. Total sweetheart. So and now she's just effing blowing up. Best boobs in the biz. Best boobs in the biz. I have no qualms saying that. You know, sometimes I'm like, nudity, do we need it? No, I just, this is a beautiful woman. She, yep. 
She is a beautiful woman. It's an honor for us to witness, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it. Keep us posted on your challenges, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.